0: Well, maybe you've flipped through the channels uh, with your satellite TV or cable, and, and you've seen the reality shows. Uh, they are quite creative, aren't they? And, and, and one of them uh, is kind of, well, it, it plays a pose. It's, it's a staged scene where there is a marketplace and there are vendors there selling and soliciting their food, and there is an actor, she's a heavy-set woman, she's there uh, getting ready to eat some sweets. And there is uh, a staged person who comes and walks beside her, and everyone that all of this is being filmed and staged. And so this man begins to be rude. Of course, it says to her, you are not healthy. I mean, look at what you're choosing to eat. Why are you doing this? This is not good. Aren't you thinking? And just kind of batters, batters her with criticism. And a woman walks up and sees this event unfold and she can tell that this man is being caustic towards this woman, but she doesn't want to engage. She's unaware that it's being filmed. She moves on. He continues to, to, to demean her and, and, and calls her names. Another gentleman hears this, and he stops, and he has a puzzled look. And and he kind of leans toward them, and then leans away, and walks on. The conversation is still going on, and, and she looks wounded intentionally. And this man is being very critical, and loud, and boisterous. And finally, two men come up to him and say, sir, would you please come over here? They had heard it all, and they laid into him. (laughs) They they power-drived him verbally and said, this is a woman, this is no way to talk to anybody. Why would you do this? And their response real tears from the actress. She was so moved even in the drama of it all even in the portrayal of it all that these men were acting heroic and showed compassion and then it was explained to them that it was Was would anyone act? Would anyone do the right thing in a moment of injustice? There are those go moments where we're called to go when it's not easy. That's really what these heroes and heroines have been about. I, I think about the ones we've moved through already. Moses, an unsuspecting liberator of the people of God while they were in bondage. And in a wonderful way, Fran walked us through the story of Ruth and showed how she was a courageous caregiver. And Haynes has been talking about Abraham, the father of a nation called to carry forth a covenant given by God and going to a land that he did not know of. Today, we look at another character, and you know what's interesting to me is that these characters, real people, in the Bible, they were not candy-coated by those who portrayed them, by those who recorded these actual events. I mean, let's take a look at the one that we're going to talk about today, Dave. He was described as a man after God's own heart. And yet, in his human failings, he committed adultery and was complicit <coughs> in murder. And so, we have the ups and downs of these heroes and heroines. But let's take a snapshot of David's wife. This man, after God's own heart, he He really fits the grid of what we've talked about along the lines of the pattern of the hero, or at least the elements of heroic storyline. He was called out of his adolescence. In fact, he was anointed and told that he would be a king early on. He was one that would face an epic battle, which we'll talk about. He was a one he was one that would transform through his engagement in that epic battle circumstances that would affect the people around him until he relied, as heroes do, on a power beyond themselves. And so, it's a day, a regular day for David. I mean, Jesse, his daddy, I said, "Son, I want you to go check on your brother." They are in the midst of the ranks of the Hebrew army, and I want you to see how they're doing. And I want you to simply just come on back, bring me a report. Uh, here's some cracked grain and some bread, and some especially cheeses. Give that to the captain, maybe so that he'll be nice to the boys, and and come back with a report. That's really all I want. Simple task. You know we think so often. The characters of Scripture, just because we knew how the story came out, they had no foreknowledge. God had foreknowledge, but they never knew what was coming next. And so it was an ordinary day for David. And so he does exactly what his daddy told him to do checks on his brothers, but in the midst of that, there is high drama, because in the valley, the ranks of the Israelites were on one side, on one hill, the valley, and then on the other side, the hated Philistines, and they had a champion, Goliath. And he said, who is mad enough to face off with me? Let us pray. God, it's a familiar story for us. We learned it most likely as children. But we pray for fresh truths from that which is familiar. Help us not to be numb because we know some of the facts, but help us to be renewed by your Holy Spirit and insights that will be relevant for us today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together continue to be acceptable unto you. Lord, our strength, and our You see, one of the things they did to minimize, it was part of the military science in the day, to minimize bloodshed was they would say, why don't we have one-on-one, one warrior facing another? And so you find your strongest warrior, and we know that Goliath, you remember when the people of God were entering into the Promised Land, they were afraid because there were giants in the land? This was one. Nine feet tall that would be very effective in the NBA today. <laughs> and overwhelming, intimidating and he was a favorite. If you were betting on him he would be a good bet. And David is watching all of this and he's watching the Israelites the Hebrews and in fear watching Saul that's interesting, Saul was a foot taller than anybody else in the ranks he was larger and taller in stature and it seemed logical that he would be the one to face off, but there was a timidity about him he saw what he was up against and so did the Israelites but David See more. More than just the Philistine. Circumstantially, they were fearful about what might happen. David could see what could happen. And for him, it was a go moment. There are go moments in our lives, and I want to tell you, they are not telegraphed, they are not texted to you beforehand. They will not be phoned in. They are special anointed encounters that God calls us to. In the ordinary. And in the ordinary, something extraordinary can happen. Maybe you've had one of those go moments. A loved one has a problem with addiction. It's being identified by others. They're in denial, but You, along with a number of friends and family, see them, and you go to them, and you confront them, and say, there is help. We're here to help, but we want to get you. You said, you know, let's let's get you scheduled for the physician. That's those symptoms are pointing towards something. I'll take you there. Or maybe you've been in a relationship as a couple or as an individual with another couple, and you can see the strife, you can see. The life of health and you want to be careful but you also want to do what God's calling you to do in terms of being a peacemaker and you say, we love you both. Won't you go to counseling? <coughs> we believe in you before you give up. Give somebody else a chance to help. So maybe, maybe you've had one of those go moments. done yeah. some in this place, it may be the word cancer, and it's a diagnosis that is a giant and and you've had to face off with it, or a a physical ailment, or depression, which is a real thing for real followers of Christ, or financial collapse and bankruptcy, or or maybe it's uh, simply an emotion that you battle with. And it's an ongoing battle, anger, and fear, and anxiety, or maybe maybe a self-imposed guilt that's unjustified, or a lack of forgiveness towards someone else, uh, a resentment that has built, or some kind of addiction, whatever it may be—pornography, uh, liquor—you you name it. There are giants, and and there are contributors to this. Some of them have to do with. Sin uh, and, and brokenness in our own lives and weakness. Uh, some of them have to do with simply circumstances that we didn't bring on ourselves, but we still got to face it. And some just happen as part of a, a world that's imperfect. But i venture to say all of us have giants. There are those go moments where it becomes time to engage in the battle. Even though we didn't have a lot to go on, like David, it's time to be faithful. Can I share with you a giant in my own I have battled through the years. And I want to say that this does not go well with pastoral ministry in pleasing. I I have an obsession with wanting to please everyone. I want everyone to feel good about everything. I am a pleaser. That is my giant. And I got to tell you, I have failed at moments. And not everyone has been pleased with maybe some of the things that have come across in the pulpit or decisions that I've made related to leadership. And, and God has had to do a work in me. I, I think about the pastor who was at the retirement ceremony uh, at annual conference not too many years ago. And he said, you know, I I was able to do something pretty amazing. I was able to make uh, people happy in all the churches I served. Uh, There were people who were happy when I came and then there were people that were happy when I left. And I was able to make some people happy. But you know, the bottom line is that is an impossibility. That is a giant that I have had to face off with. And the Holy Spirit has whispered to me many times, Tim, you are more concerned about pleasing your people that you serve in your flock than you are me. And so that has been an obsession for me. What's your job? say, your giant is not my giant. And there are those moments, those go moments, where they're just not a lot of fun. Uh, recently, uh, I was able to share with some of you, my daddy um, has struggled physically and, and, and uh, has struggled with his emotions. And, uh, and fortunately, his emotions are improving, but he is still uh, hospitalized, and he's weak, and he has a baseline but he is probably coming off of that baseline in terms of how he can live independently. He he will not be able to live independently anymore. And, and as an only child, I, I, I feel that. And he's two states away. And, and this has been a, a giant that has kind of taunted me. You know, Are you going to be the one who is uh, acting on that fourth commandment to honor your father and mother? And are you going to uh, be able to provide care for him? And God has masterfully worked, I mean, sent in angels uh, to help me. I got a phone call last night from a woman who has been a longtime friend of the family, and she said, I'm here. And my uncle has stepped in, his brother, and, and, and we, we have gotten his condo ready. And, and one of the things that I did for him to come home is I put handicapped accessibility handles on the toilet. and, and uh, and, and put fixtures on the shower so you can grab on and bathe. And, and one of the uncles said, do you think he's gonna like that? <laughs> and I had to pull up my big boy, Richard's, and say, you know it." Right now, my value is not about being liked, it's about being one who's compassionate. Your giant. And, and so there, there are those go moments where you just gotta go. You gotta step forward. You gotta engage. And you gotta show up for the battle. What, what is that victory crown? Half of the victory in battle will come in simply showing up. Uh, showing up for that treatment medically that you're scheduled for, uh, that radiation chemotherapy showing up for the counselor uh, when the counselor is helping you to sift through (coughs) issues showing up when when folks want to pray with you and they lay hands on you part of part of the victory comes simply showing up David did more than showing up but he was willing to show up and he was facing off with a favor he was facing off Did not work. We have to wear our own armor. And as he engaged in battle, David. Said, he is too big to miss. <laughs> what is your perspective on your giant? As he engaged, they were saying, there is no way. How are you going to overcome this giant? And I love what he says. He has a sanctified memory. He said, I as a shepherd have faced off with lion and bear, with club and staff at hand, I have defeated them. And God will allow me to defeat this foe as well. You know, sometimes I think we have spiritual dementia. We forget how faithful God has been for us. That's why it's important tell stories. Uh, I, I was blessed to be in the North Georgia mountains for a couple of days this week with um, our two youngest uh, children. Rebecca, who's, I say, youngest, 21, and Jordan, who's 18, and then and Delia. And one of the beautiful things that happened is as we sat in that cabin, we were faced with each other, and we had no Wi-Fi. No matter that. <laughs> concerned that they were going to go into a seizure. (laughs) But they made it. And one of the things that helped them make it was we told stories. And we talked about places where we had served as a family and how there were good people and good things that happened. And if we had not served in those places, we would have never made those relationships. And I think the thing that came out of that was that God... Is faithful and David was recognizing that and he has this memory and he helps them to remember that that God is faithful and and he was able to help them by his actions shift the focus away from the giant to God because he said this is not This is the battle of the Lord. This battle belongs to God. Isn't that wonderful that when we engage in that epic conflict, when we face off, we don't face off alone. We have a God who is mighty. We have a God that is bigger than the giant so there are those moments, maybe even this week, it may be a go moment where all you've got, all you know is it's an ordinary day. That's why it's so important for us each day to say, God, here I am. I am yours. I don't know what's ahead, but I trust you with all that is ahead, knowing that you're faithful to see me through. And so we don't have to have the foreknowledge of what's next. Because we have the ability to draw on a power that is greater than ourselves in every situation. So there are those go moments where God takes an ordinary day and an ordinary person and does extraordinary things with an extraordinary open heart. Some of those giants may not be fully defeated. One day, justice will come. One day, we, like David, will be able to cut off the head of the Philistine. But until then, we press on. As Paul said, I have not yet come to that place. take courage. Take courage. The battle is not yours.